You're just 45 minutes from a tropical island. The breeze blowing, the sun shining, the kids snorkeling and having fun. It's right on your doorstep. So get going and take advantage of the great 40% off for locals deal with Sun Lover Reef Cruises. No more excuses. For more information and to book, go to sunlover.com.au. Because life's a tropical beach. Snorkel, snooze, repeat. T's and C's apply. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Footy in Paradise podcast. Welcome to the Footy in Paradise podcast. All right, welcome to a special edition episode of the Footy in Paradise podcast. Coming off the back of what's been a pretty prolific week in the media for some of our AFL Cairns team, namely our general manager, Craig Lees. Craig, thanks for joining us. Good to be here, lads. Uh, obviously, a bit of news over the last few days, especially around the uh, prospects of a 20th licence um, and obviously off the back of the success Tassie's had over the last kind of 20 years in really growing the, the momentum of, of what's now led to their own AFL team in the next few years. Um, do you want to just, I guess, take us through, I guess, what, how that conversation came about with Jake and, and what's really come from that article recently? Oh, it's probably something that our board's been really proactive about the whole journey of AFL Cairns. You know, we, we, if I take you back to the 70s and the 60s, the land that was acquired here at Kazali Stadium was obviously uh, a purchase that was made for the growth and development of football, always underpinned by trying to get a license here in, in far north Queensland. So then as the story grows, you know, we've acquired property around the facility to be able to future-proof the venue and provide these opportunities should the rainy day occur. Um, so it's not like it's new news to us. It's been an ambition for for the board to get state league or professional content here eventually. Um, it just ties in nicely with Tasmania being announced. And now there is actually a process for tender around a license, uh, which we've now looked at a feasibility study and obviously a process that will be a three to five year build to work out whether it's sustainable, but it is a process that we will embark on. And obviously the Cairns Post were pretty keen to, to run with that last week. So you said three to five years then. I think people see the headline on the front page of the paper and they hear it on ABC radio and you know they get pretty excited as if this is going to be a short-term thing, but it is a long-term plan. What steps do you see that we need to take between now and, and getting a license that will that are the keys to success? And one of the things that have been spoken about, uh, I know before COVID, was having a Cairns team in the NTFL over in Darwin. Is that still on the cards? Yeah, so there's there's a couple of elements to that question. So one is the stadium. So obviously we own the stadium freehold. So we've got the ability to obviously look at that from a leverage point of view. I also speak a little bit about, and, and a lot of my focus while you guys deal with footy day to day is around the golden era that we have in the next 10 years. You know, we've obviously gonna have increased stadium content at Kazali's, which obviously is going to look like the Brisbane Lions potentially playing a game or two. Additional Cricket Australia content with the Gabba going offline. Um, and then obviously that leads into the Olympic Games where obviously we have the ability to service some of these countries around high performance training venues and potentially even, you know, hosting content. You know, that hasn't been decided. So strip that back, our board, you know, we need to obviously prepare the stadium in the best way possible for obviously content that will be able to support that in that generation, you know, leading into the Olympics. 
So feasibility studies needed on the stadium, a scoping works is obviously something that we've approved at board level. So we need to go away and address the stadium, you know, and obviously what do we need? How do we become a not so bumpy in stadium and become a little bit more permanent with our infrastructure? So federal, state, local funding is critical to obviously that pinch. And then there's a notion around the team, okay? So to be able to build this, you need to obviously be able to support it. You know, and as you boys both know, coming from, you know, down south in your previous jobs, you know, the, the region we live in, you know, it sells itself. You know, we are here because it's footy in paradise, you know, because obviously we love the lifestyle that comes with that. So if it's not Cairns, it's Northern Australia should be the firm, you know, conversation. So the notion, Benny, around obviously the AFL NT license, it was on our agenda pre-COVID, it was nearly there, it was nearly across the line, it was obviously a conversation we had around that piece. That might be the layers that add into obviously, you know, the AFL around, hey, there's been a sustainable competition that's been run from 2025 to 28 that's obviously got, you know, fantastic engagement for Northern Australia. Why wouldn't you consider that? So the element of we've got to build this story is why wouldn't you? No, not why, why what's not possible, so. Zip into a world of fun at Cairns Zoom and Wildlife Dome. We've got koalas, birds, snakes, turtles, lizards, and Goliath the Croc too. Zoom, zip line, climb the dome. There's fun for everyone. Cairns Zoom and Wildlife Dome, open seven days. Locals discounts, book online now. Feeding into all of this, and we'll come back to, I guess, what the, the longer term play is, is shortly, but really exciting news. We've had the Hawthorne Football Club kind of commit to having a presence here in the region, starting with a pre-season camp, the AFLW program. Do you want to talk a little bit about, I guess, how that came about and, and how they've been to deal with as a club? Uh, no, Hawthorne have been absolutely fantastic. And, and again, mate, we are about leveraging content for our community. We have a fantastic stadium here and you see it when it's in its event mode and you just look back and you go, wow, we've got to get more of this. So it's almost like a drug. The adrenaline, the adrenaline drug we have when we're in event mode, when you've got the ability at the third quarter through a game to sit back and go, how good is this for our community? You know, it's the, the 30th over of the cricket. It's a freestyle Kings event. It's Elton John concert. So there's so much of our stadium that's underutilized that we need to look at opportunities. So I'll always go and advocate for AFL cans and let's get content. Uh, Hawthorne have just been brilliant to deal with. You know, there was the notion around obviously this camp, which they're probably happy to share that not only leads into this women's camp, but then obviously potential future opportunities around a men's camp that we're discussing with them as well, you know, potentially in the summer, you know, coming up. And then, you know, clearly I've driven the whole way through um, is let's get a game here. Let's try and build that notion around. We've got to have a, an AFLW game here. Um, clearly there's a lot playing out with the CBA and the AFL in relation to what the fixture looks like and how that uh, is underpinned by the decisions that are made with the AFL and the CBA. But I'll still advocate with we should have a game of footy here this year. Uh, so hopefully the camp leads into that opportunity then to, for them to be exposed to our region, to the growth, to the schools, to the community, to our footy clubs. Um, and then, you know, we can sort of talk about a game after that. So you spoke about that, that camp coming up in a few weeks time. We were very fortunate to have a lot of participants in our competition listen to the Footy in Paradise podcast. What opportunities will they have to be involved in the camp or, or subsequent games? 
Yeah, so the Friday, July 14th is going to be a massive gala day. So that's the, the first point of call is let's get our schools involved, you know. So we're going to really try and target our grade four, five and sixes in that school space to then help really leapfrog our girls' participation, trying to drive some outcomes from the camp and the engagement around, hey, let's get girls playing footy, obviously, in 2024. Um, the Saturday, they'll have obviously a massive community day here where they'll uh, be basically at Kazali's from 8 to 11, you know, which will see them either in some coach education with our community clubs. That'll either be Friday or Saturday night. We'll obviously work through that as we obviously get a little bit closer. They'll do their, their, their main training session here, obviously on the Saturday, and they're actually going to invite probably 20 of our high-end, you know, uh, females to participate in that game. So we'll work closely with the clubs and you will, Ben, around what that looks like and obviously how that sort of plays out. But yeah, 20 to 15 of our players will get the opportunity to be in an intra-club with Hawthorne, uh, which will probably be, you know, one of the greatest experiences of their playing life. But the story I hope that's born out of that is they identify, oh my God, Heidi Talbot can play. You know, we got to get her on our radar and we didn't realise that, you know, she's obviously in the academy and there's these stories that, you know, we've got so many young females playing our game in our women's competition that hopefully, you know, become on the radar and, and you'd love to build that story into the generations as well. Last one from me, uh, and obviously tying in the fact we've got Hawthorne, we are part of the Suns Academy as well, and, and spent a bit of time with Brisbane last week. There's obviously interest in the region. We've got AFL ties to the region. I guess it's, it's tying all of that together and, and making sure that Kansas is still on the radar and, and part of conversations, no matter necessarily who it is, but we have those different layers, I guess, from your side of things as well. Um, absolutely. We're all underpinned by the game of AFL footy. So we've got a responsibility as the state of Queensland to make sure we leave the game in a better place than when we start. Stakeholders and relationship are a key component to that. So if we can obviously tap into as much resources as we possibly can to help the game of AFL footy grow, then that we've done our job. You know, we, our players don't get to watch AFL footy week in, week out. They don't get to go to training on a Tuesday morning at Punt Row to have a look at, you know, work rate players and drills and skills. So we've got to attract as much content as we can. You know, the, the days should be gone of us being exposed to a community camp of one player per year, and that's the legacy the AFL has left in the region. We're in a very fortunate position that we're well-resourced, that we can drive this ourselves, and ultimately, Ultimately, we have a responsibility to grow the game so that everyone else can develop their understanding and knowledge to be left with a fantastic experience. And for me, you know, that is leveraging off, you know, Fremantle and Sydney, who we go back into the archives of 2020 during COVID and speak nothing but high level about the facility, the hub, their time in the region, you know, and they can't work out. Again, was with Brisbane Lions on on uh, Friday night and you know we're developing that relationship as well because of the GABA content what that looks like uh, speaking to Dane Zorko and Hugh McCulley, McCulley after the game or before the game sorry and you know they were talking about mate we loved COVID 2020 we've got to get more games back in Cairns so you know we have that notion out there it's the ability to advocate and obviously bring the stakeholders along the journey to ensure that we get that opportunity to uh, drive content during our time which helps participation and helps our mission statement of obviously becoming the one of the best regions you know of community footy in Australia. Very exciting times indeed. Last one, Craig Lees, you are the head coach of the new Cairns Crocodiles AFL team. Oh, I don't think it was the <laughs> it was the cassowary. So. <laughs> Who is the first player you're looking to recruit from the current AFL competition? 
current AFL competition, you want a marquee player, it has, there's nothing short of Dacos. There's got to be that guy that was on your radar to come in and actually win your three or four Brownlows. And it's probably a little bit of the Gary Ablett story that we were exposed to earlier in the year, isn't it? You know, he's in his peak performance. He's going to come through a dynasty. He sells memberships. He gets people interested in Cairns. Mate, he was having a beer with Destin Edwards in Gilligan's last October on his preseason trip. So he's already well and truly uh, familiar with the region. But yeah, no, to be Nick Dacos for me. Could be Destin Edwards with the first bounce of the home game here at Kazali Stadium in a few years' time. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Thank you very much for joining us, Craig Lee's General Manager of AFL Cairns. It's been a pleasure. Cheers, lads. This podcast series will take our listeners through the latest news, results, stats, and exciting matchups across the AFL Cairns competitions. This podcast contains the thoughts and opinions of our presenters and isn't necessarily represented across the organisation.